Uplifting Content. Hello, everyone. I'm Ioni, and I'm the founder of this page. And today, I'm speaking to the lovely Mika Hollander. I saw a video of yours, not of yours, but a video of you um, a few weeks ago and was just like, she's a badass. I definitely want to speak to her. And so we've both been incredibly busy, but we've managed to make it happen. So first of all, thank you. Lovely to speak to you. How are you today? Thank you for having me. Sorry, I was just getting distracted by like seeing myself in IRL on Facebook and seeing myself here. But I will get off Facebook and get on here. Yeah, be with me. Be with me. (laughs) Um, Cool. So yeah, I like rather than just me doing the intro intro spiel, um, I'd love it if you could just share a little bit about um, about you and sustain and what you do, please. Yes. So I'm uh, the co-founder and one of the CEOs of Sustain. I started um, Sustain, which actually started as a fair trade sustainable condom company um, about three years ago with my dad, who um, was the founder and CEO of Seventh Generation. So my family's been in the natural products industry for over 30 years. Um, So it's not by such a coincidence that I ended up running an all-natural vagina-friendly company, (laughs) but started Sustain really for two main reasons. One was um, I thought it was really interesting and sort of crazy that while women in particular were looking for natural products when it came to skincare and food and all of, and household cleaning, um, they weren't thinking about, and companies weren't providing natural products in the sexual wellness space. So when you think about condoms and lubricants and now tampons, products that go inside one of the most absorbent, most intimate parts of your body, people, weren't thinking about what's in these products and providing natural alternatives. So that coupled with this crazy statistic, which is awesome, but was surprising to me that 40% of condoms are actually purchased by women. Um, Yet when you look at all of the big brands on the market, it's sort of this like ego driven, uh, I don't even frat boy. I won't use too many more buzzwords, but it buzzwords, but it's basically like, the opposite of what we call vagina friendly. Mm, Everything mm. from the marketing to the packaging to the ingredients is really only male focused. Mm-hmm. And so we saw a huge opportunity to really be the first female focused natural condom brand. And from there have expanded into, as I said, organic lubricant, organic cotton tampons, vaginal wipes, basically everything you need for your sexual and reproductive health. Mm, which is like so... It's just, it makes me so angry that there's not more of a emphasis on like that, that stuff that's going inside of us. So like, there's so many things I want to talk to, to you about. I was part of a, a network marketing company that had um, very, uh, it was all sort of natural products w- without nasty chemicals and toxins that poison you. And that was the first time I really was exposed to information like that. There's so many products out there, even just, just regular face wash, body wash, skincare products that that are the skin is the largest organ on our body absorbs all this stuff and it's full of poison and there doesn't seem to be any you can um, say that i can't <laughs> oh well, i'll definitely you say can it. say whatever you want i definitely will say it um full of poison and then it seems to there's no way that you can there's, there's not warnings about it and there's not certain things why is that why is that Well, I think the really, really crazy thing that most people don't realize is that while the FDA regulates condoms and tampons as class two medical devices, so that means that, you know, every condom is just as safe as the next, every tampon has to absorb the same amount of blood as the next tampon, 
um, while they're regulating in terms of efficacy, they don't require condom or tampon manufacturers to disclose their ingredients. Hmm. So forget even looking at, you know, they do say they've looked at the safety of ingredients found in traditional tampons on women's bodies, but there actually hasn't been one single study looking at the long-term effects of the ingredients found in most tampons on women's bodies. Mm -hmm. So I think the problem is we sort of operate in a world where we use products until we find out they're not safe for us versus only putting products on the market that have already been proven to be safe. And I think you see that with you know, there's a lot of controversy around hormonal birth control and its effect on your body. And I think I am a huge proponent in all forms of birth control. But I think, again, you know, there's a real clear message here, which is there should always be more research and women should have access to it. And, and it's not one size fits all. And we need to demand transparency and demand research around the products that we're using every single day. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, so I'm just going to stop and say, anybody listening, if you have questions, please feel free to sort of share them because we can then respond to some of your questions. Um, I've got a ton. So my next one is, <laughs> is this something that I'm, I should be more aware of and would like to be more aware of. So what are some of the potential risks um, from products like tampons and condoms that um, are not safe? So, I mean, that's a really, that's a really good and tricky question. So, you know, we as a brand and me as an advocate, I'm really not here to scare people away from condoms, for example. My belief is that any condom, no matter what's in it, no matter what, where, when, how is better than no condom, period. Um, The issue is though, you know, because the FDA doesn't require condom manufacturers to disclose their ingredients, it really is up to companies and consumers to ask questions and demand that transparency. So it's a stain. We disclose every single ingredient in every single one of our products. And that's really important with something like condoms because there's an issue with something called nitrosamines. And sorry, if you're listening, don't fall asleep during this. (laughs) I'll try and make it as interesting as possible. But basically when you heat and mold latex, so for any latex product, so condom, pacifier, anything, a chemical reaction occurs and something called nitrosamines form in the latex. And then when nitrosamines, uh, when the latex comes into contact with bodily fluid, the nitrosamines get released from the latex into your body. So a really good example and sort of comparison is the FDA actually requires a certain, there's a max limit set of nitrosamines in things like pacifiers because it's another latex product going into an absorbent part of your body that's coming into contact with bodily fluid. Yet, they don't regulate the nitrosamine levels in condoms. So something like a nitrosamine, which is a known carcinogen and has a lot of other effects, while we're not saying don't use a condom with nitrosamines, because again, use a condom 100% of the time, we are saying we don't believe that nitrosamines have a place in condoms. They shouldn't be going inside your body. And we actually add a chemical blocker to our manufacturing process to prevent the nitrosamines from forming. So it's really all about a consumer's right to know. And our belief, again, is if you have a chemical that's a known carcinogen, if there's a way to prevent it from being in a product, why wouldn't you prevent it from being there? So that's sort of my stance. And, And similarly with tampons, you know, the lack of disclosure around ingredients, you know, you just need to think about 
what you want going inside one of the most intimate absorbent parts of your body. Um, cotton is actually a pretty dirty crop. Um, it, most cotton is treated with a pesticide called glyphosate. You can look it up. There's been a lot of research around glyphosate and there can be trace amounts of glyphosate if you're using a non-organic cotton tampon. Mm. So that's why for us, 100% certified organic cotton is critical because again, with a questionable ingredient, even if it's in trace amounts, why would you want it sitting inside of your body? Mm -hmm. um, so that's really, you know, I think a lot of people don't like hearing that, you know, when people hear it's a class two medical device and it's regulated by the FDA, a lot of people assume, oh, well then there can, there's absolutely nothing wrong for it. They don't want to ask questions. But again, I think that consumers and women in particular for things that are going inside of their body that are sitting in there that are anything that goes into your vagina gets absorbed and goes straight into your bloodstream. So for any product going inside of you, just why not ask the question? Mm, so true. Um, so just for anybody that's been joining on the call and some people aren't sure what this topic is about, I'm speaking to <laughs> Mika Hollander. She is, yeah, it'd be a bit of a random one if you just sort of come in midway through about anything that goes into your vagina. It would be a fantastic place to join the, the, the Facebook Live. Um, but we, we are talking about her company, Sustain, in which they provide um, uh, feminine products and products like condoms and lubricants, things that go inside your body or on your body that are free from toxins. Um, which is incredibly important. Um, so thank you. That's, that was a great explanation as to sort of some of the, the reasons of why we should be more aware of what's going on. And I love that you said use condoms regardless. They are more important. That's totally. a really great point. Um, so now could you tell us a bit about, um, so, so then, then your products and the products that you have and how, you know, the research or, or, or stuff, information behind those. Yeah, so we make a variety of products. We sort of talked about, um, as we said earlier, the fair trade, vegan, non-toxic condoms that we make. Um, we also make an organic lubricant, which I want to talk about for a second, which is really important. So interestingly, a lot of the ingredients that women and men have heard about lubricants um, are similar with skincare. So when you're thinking about ingredients to avoid in skincare and personal care, you're probably hearing about things like parabens and glycerin, things that are endocrine disruptors um, and can sort of mess with your body. These are similarly things you want to avoid when it comes to a lubricant. So again, a lubricant is going inside one of the most intimate absorbent parts of your body. And the thing about a lubricant is, and this is true for vaginal wipes as well, is what, what some women don't realize is that your vagina, everybody's vagina has sort of their own natural pH balance level or pH level. And, the, you know, mo while not everybody has the same pH, everybody has within really, most people have within a similar pH range. And in a lot of the products on the market for, that you would use in on and around your vagina, whether it's a scented tampon, whether it's a silicone-based lubricant, whether it's a scented alcohol infused glycerin covered vaginal wipe. Um, the issue is the pH level of these products tends to be either much higher or much lower than your vaginal pH. And so what happens is when these con or these products come in contact with your vagina, they screw up your pH balance. And basically I like to describe it as like your vagina gets sick. So your vaginal ecosystem basically it has this healthy bacteria going on, it's maintaining its healthy pH balance, and then something comes into contact with it and it's basically trying to fight it off and your vagina kind of gets sick and this overgrowth of bad bacteria occurs. 
And what can happen to a lot of women um, is they experience something called bacterial vaginosis. And this is this overgrowth of bad bacteria. Now, I think something that's really crazy and really critical is that a lot of the symptoms that you get from bacterial vaginosis, or let's call it BV, you then think, oh, I have this smelling and itching going on. I have abnormal discharge. So how am I going to deal with this? And so a, a really natural reaction from a lot of people is, oh, I need to go buy a scented tampon. I need to go buy a vaginal wipe. And that can actually perpetuate the problem and make it a lot worse. So you need to first sort of get familiar with what's normal and abnormal for your own vaginal ecosystem. And then really, really, I can't stress enough, avoid these products that are going to throw off that balance. 84% of women who have BV don't even know they have it. And so, you know, it's really important for you to get in tune with your body and make sure you're not using products that cause BV or sort of exacerbate it because um, it can become really uncomfortable. So when you think about our organic lubricant or our cotton post-play vaginal wipes um, or even our tampons you new know, and our body wash, I mean, we have a whole line of products. Everything has been formulated as to not disrupt that pH balance. Mm. So important. Um, and so do you think that the reason that other people don't seem to care about this, other manufacturers of these products, is it just, just laziness? Like, it's, is it more expensive doing it this way? Like, why does, why does nobody seem to care about this? I mean, obviously you guys do. <laughs> why do old white men who have been running consumer yeah. packaged goods companies not care about our vaginas? <laughs> oh, yeah, um, great point. Because, yeah, they just care about It's everything. not all. I mean, I don't want to stereotype. But, I mean, I mm. think you think about any industry and – Honestly, I think this goes back to a much bigger issue of female sexuality and how we've talked about or really not talked about sex as it pertains to women and sort of everything that goes with it, sexual and reproductive health. I mean, how do you expect in a country where, you know, our legislators don't think we deserve access to free birth control that they're going to be really thinking about what's, you know, the ingredients in our vaginal products and how mm. that's going to impact our pH balance. So because of the national and sort of societal epidemic of stigmatizing sex, um, particularly for women, and really a misunderstanding of female sexuality, I think that has taken form in so many different ways, whether it's reproductive rights, whether it's what's in these sexual health and sexual wellness products. There's a lot of sort of legs that have happened um, based on this stigmatization. And I think things are changing. We're having these conversations. Women are now demanding not only the right to know what's in these products, they're demanding reproductive rights. People have really woken up and spoken up. Um, and I think, honestly, it's, it's all interconnected. Everything you're seeing with this whole sexual assault movement, you're seeing people find their voice, use their voice, and demand change. I think every aspect of this larger women's rights issue, um, issues, plural, is, is changing the conversation around everything right now. Mm -hmm. Really great point. Um, this is fantastic. Um, not the situation, but talking to you. Um, I'm going to read uh, through some comments. We've got Cookie from California. Paul says, Wagwan. <laughs> Where are you from, Paul? Vanessa's here from Dallas. Uh, Hailing Island. Oh, I love it. Uh, Vanessa, she can't use anything with latex. I think that's, that's, that's a common thing, isn't it, with people? Yeah, it's, it's a, actually a really small percentage of the U.S. population that has a latex allergy. Um, but I think the thing is, you know, if you have a latex allergy, don't use Sustain because these are natural latex products or the condoms are. But 
what actually most people are allergic to or sensitive to is the protein level in the latex. So we have reduced the protein levels in our latex condoms by 75%. So we do have a lot of women and men who had a sensitivity towards latex or was it the latex? Was it the spermicide? Was it the dye making the condom red? Um, there can be a lot of funky ingredients in there. So we've reduced our protein levels by 75%. So a lot of women in particular who used to experience sensitivity or irritation to other condoms don't experience it with sustained condoms. But again, if you actually have a latex allergy, I don't recommend you use sustained condoms. Yeah, thanks for clarifying. Um, uh, Anu says, glad you're talking about it. Awareness is so important right now in mass production of everything. Very great point. Uh, natural feminine products. Oh, I think she was letting people know what was going on. Uh, <laughs> says, her accent is everything. I think that was about me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't have, oh, maybe I have, who are, where are you from? Maybe you know she I could do. be. So yeah. if she's English, she might be loving your accent. So who knows? It could be either one of us. It's a 50-50. Um, Nishika says, okay, I'm out, which is interesting because I just feel like you, and actually, I think I saw that in the video that I saw of you, you've got, you get backlash from people, uh, you know, for talking about this as if somehow educating women on <laughs> keeping your private parts free from toxins is somehow not a good thing to be doing. How do you, um, yeah, how do you, how do you deal with that? I actually, I wrote a book um, to sort of try and all the collections of my thoughts and experiences on talking about sexual health and wellness um, and sex over the last four years. And sort of the culmination of what I've learned is everything that you're saying. Basically, women are uncomfortable for the most part talking about sex, not only to their partners, to their friends, to their doctors, to their parents, because it's been we've been stigmatized for it in new york city um a little more than two years ago it was still you could be arrested on suspicion of prostitution if you were carrying condoms the condoms could be used as evidence against you wow so what what kind of a message are we sending you know to women and young women who are coming of age and just starting to have sex about carrying buying and carrying condoms I think that's those types of laws have really, really, really hurt the conversation and the empowerment around female sexuality and sexual health and, and made people uncomfortable. And I think another thing is, unfortunately, most of the time that sex is in the media or sex is on the internet, it's inaccurate information. It's, it's sort of like, I'm trying to think of the right word, but we usually treat it in this sort of like gross, icky way and it's dangerous and it's bad and you shouldn't be looking at it or talking about it or thinking about it. And so of course I'm not surprised somebody hears that you're talking about sexual health and vaginas and they're like, Oh my God, this is probably porn. I need to get off my computer. Mm. Um, so I'm, it's, it's not surprising. I mean, we, we used to have, um, our, our company's website used to be sustainedcondoms.com and we changed it to sustain natural a few years ago, but we were getting, you know, people couldn't open our website at work. We were getting treated like a porno site. Mm. And so that disconnect and the way that we have pushed sex really under the rug and treated in the, in this way is what happens when this is what happens when yeah. you avoid the conversation and you, and you treat it like it's something that is wrong. Wow. As if condoms, just to ban the word condom. Like that's like, 
like inhaler or some kind of like thing that is that is good for you <laughs> like that you need and then you wouldn't let people I never knew and I never knew that thing about in New York you could be prosecuted for having wow condoms um we've got another comment from Hilton says what I understand uh, is that any plastic product we use and heat releases these yep Mika was talking about this earlier even drinking coffee or tea out of a plastic mug or cups the realization is that anything that is manufactured is not good for us um, but sustain sounds pretty good. <laughs> We're quick to go out and try what we see on TV that is manufactured. Then we suffer later after it, after it's found out it wasn't good for us at all. Yep. Hilton, that was exactly what Mika said earlier on in the conversation. And I think that's what's so important rather than wait until the product is been proved to be bad for us and is poisoning us to go out and do our research or choose companies that are actively trying, actively creating products that are known to be from ingredients that don't cause harm to the body rather than just wait and see what happens. So thank you for sharing that point. Um, Libby says, yeah, go on. Oh, no, yeah, 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 no, I, was gonna say, I think, yeah, I mean, I think the, the most important first step is to look for brands that are actively disclosing all of their ingredients. And, th and that can be challenging sometimes because some tampon companies will disclose one or two ingredients. Um, a lot of other companies for other types of products will use words like fragrance. Fragrance actually could mean a hundred different things. It could mean a hundred different chemicals um, or toxins or types of fragrances. So there's, there's a lot of sites that will help you decode or like the box um, and the ingredient list you're looking at. But first, you know, normally people who are disclosing every sing, single ingredient, either they have to legally or they're volunteering because they feel that they have nothing to hide. And that's generally a good sign. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, things like parabens, glycerin, silicone, petroleum, um, all of that stuff is, is stuff that I would generally avoid when it comes to your vagina. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, yeah, we've got some other people saying it's an important topic. Great information. Yes, Daniela, I found this information to be incredibly fascinating and useful. Um, Ashley Lynn says, I'm from North Carolina. Hey, girl. Uh, this is fascinating. <laughs> Brilliant speaker. Yes, I second that, Mika. You're fantastic about talking about this. Um, Joshua says, taboo, I think is the word you were looking for. Oh, earlier on when you were talking and you said about how sex is on TV. Um, taboo, yes, is that I word think for? one of the, yes, that is a good word for me to be using. <laughs> um, and he says could you name um again the dangerous ingredients we need to avoid in products so we can avoid avoid buying them thank you yes so definitely um with condoms you want to look out for nitrosamines um with a lubricant you want to look out for things like silicone parabens glycerin fragrances um synthetic fragrances and then with tampons and pads, um, I really, really encourage people where possible to use 100% organic cotton products. Um, because as we were talking about earlier, while there has been sort of a shift from synthetic rayon blend products to 100% cotton by some companies, cotton is still um, a pretty dirty crop because it's treated with something called glyphosate and the residue can end up in the tampons. Um, so where possible, and and organic cotton tampons and pads tend to be slightly more expensive. The oh no! Are you there, Mika? I may have lost her. 
Oh, oh am I oh, back? No, yeah, yeah, you're back. Sorry, just pause for a second. Um, you said you were saying about the organic um, tampons tend to be a little bit more expensive and then it cut off for a second. Oh, I, what was I saying? That's what I was saying. At, when you look at our condoms and lubricants and wipes, everything's priced at par. There's price parity with the big brands. Organic cotton is a more expensive ingredient. So it's challenging to price it at the same price point right now for us. Right. right. Sure you do the best you can. Awesome. Jessica says she loves this information. And Vanessa was saying, I'd be worried about anyone that wouldn't care for their self-health. Um, yeah, and I think they do, but it's just like you say, the taboo and the worry and all, oh, it's like something that we've been shunned from talking about. Um, so Mika, and then just to finish up with, what have you, um, do you do other than running the company? Um, oh, and what's the name of your book, by the way, that you said that you wrote about your experience? Get on top. I love it. <laughs> I definitely want to read that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Um, what, so other than running the, the company, uh, do you do uh, any sort of, um, well, I wouldn't say charity work, but like philanthropic work, like talks and um, uh, things? Yeah, so there's a bunch of stuff that I do and that we do as a company. Part of when we set up Sustain was creating 10% for women. Um, so we give 10% of our profits to women's reproductive health care organizations only in the U.S. Um, because there's 19 million women who lack access to reproductive and health reproductive health care services. So we work very closely with Planned Parenthood on that front. Um, I, yeah, I, I do a bunch of different things. Um, when we launched our tampons and pads, I did a huge awareness sort of campaign and media campaign around educating women about the tampon tax. Um, tampons and pads are actually taxed as luxury non-essential items. In, what? I think it's 30, yeah, in 37 states. What? Like a luxury item is a tampon? That's disgusting. This country. Well, it's, it's really crazy because, um, you know, while people like you and I are paying a couple extra cents, the real issue is that you can't then use food stamps to purchase these products because of the way that they're classified. So I did a lot of work on that initiative and another piece of the puzzle, which I work on with an organization called Women's Voices for the Earth, is actually changing the legislation so that the FDA will require tampon and pad manufacturers to disclose their ingredients. Um, so that's something I've been working on with them for the last seven or eight months. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's sort of the difference with sustain. I think we're at our core, we're really about changing the national and global conversation around sexual and reproductive health and not just creating great, awesome, safe, healthy products for women, but also changing everything, changing the laws and legislation around these issues. And we want all women everywhere to sort of have this access. And that's not always going to be with our products that might be by keeping Planned Parenthood funded and making sure that women can still go there to get tested for their ST or hopefully for not for their STDs, get tested to make sure they don't have STDs. <laughs> right. Yes. I agree. It's so vital. Um, and where can people buy your products? Um, I'm guessing online, but are there certain stores that carry? Yeah, there's a lot of stores. I mean, the best way to purchase our products, the easiest way is sustainnatural.com. Um, you can buy this amazing custom period kit that you can build yourself and we'll deliver it to you every other month. We sell all of our products at sustainnatural.com. And then 
We sell, yeah, at a ton of different retailers. We're in all the Whole Foods stores, Bed Bath & Beyond, um, Kroger's, a bunch of other natural food stores. We're in about uh, 5,000 stores across the country. Gotcha. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing this information. So, so vital. Um, I've learned a lot. I'm sure that other people watching have learned a lot. Thank and, you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I'm definitely, I'm a sustained convert. Um, I'm not putting that stuff in my body anymore. <laughs> not the other nasty stuff in my body anymore. <laughs> because yeah. And, and it's been, and I think it was like I was in CVS trying to find organic tampons a little while ago and I couldn't. So, um, because somebody had told me about the risks of it and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I couldn't find it. So now I know where to go. So thank you. Now you have sustain. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Take care. Thanks everyone for watching. And, thank um, you everybody. Yay. I'm about to go traveling some more now, but I'm going to try doing my uh, Facebook lives with you when I'm not on an airplane um, and at a reasonable hour. So stay tuned for those. Um, but thanks from us. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Let's Talk About with me, Ioni Butler. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and if you like it, please leave a review on iTunes. For more information, go to ionibutler.com or upliftingcontent.com. Speak to you soon.